0: This is Justice Matters with Tim Buxton, coming to you from Yugambeh country of the Commonberry people of the Gold Coast, Australia. I'm your host, Tim, where my sole aim is to share conversations I get to have with inspiring people doing remarkable work to create a world where we all belong. This podcast is brought to you by the Just Travel Company, experience wonder and unearth justice. And discover the just way to travel today visit just-travel.co without further ado here's our guest for this episode of justice matters jacob thank you so much for hanging out in my garage and joining me on this podcast episode
1: pleasure to be here man
0: yeah man we've already um first time meeting this morning and we did it in style uh my uh little bit of a morning routine which I discovered used to be your morning routine. I know. And now I'm trying
1: to get well I need to get back into it. I feel really good after it, you know. And people should probably know it's an ice bath.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. they're like, What what what's this thing? Yeah, ice bath. Yeah. A mm-hmm. bit of a trend phase these day, these days. It's kinda like one of those things that have um you know, get uh, get pushed by you know, Wim Hof I think kinda probably more popularized it. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean for So there's just so many benefits I found. What got you first into it when you were doing it?
1: Um, Well, I've primarily always been into fitness. I've done a vast array of different activities. um, And so I've always been in need of recovery. So I learned about that pretty early on. And before I jumped into ice baths, I would just have cold showers twice a day. And then when i was learning more about it through youtube and i was reading the wim hof book and whatnot i went to the servo every day and i bought four bags of ice and (laughs) threw it in the bar totally
0: bootlegged it i love
1: it so i didn't have it and i didn't know about all these other you know facilities that had ice baths just readily available so i would throw that in and just sit there for like five minutes and um that was really cold you wouldn't expect it to be as cold as like the generators that just like pump through to a certain degree. Yeah. But it was, it was icy, pun intended. Yeah. And then eventually just saved up and bought like a proper ice bath with a generator. So
0: is it like one of those freezers things or is it like a full like um proper ice bath? It's thing?
1: um I forget what brand it is. Um I think it was from a brand called Pride on the Line. And it was the best generator they had, which was called the Iceman. And so you just turned it on. It has a massive fan and it'll pump water through and you can uh, pretty much allocate, you know, what temperature you want it to be at. So when I first started, I just went to like 12 degrees and then I went just lower and lower and got it down to like three, four degrees and I was doing that. And that was great for me. But as we were saying earlier today, when you don't do it for a while, I feel like, or at least for me, your body is just like completely shocked by it again. So today I was like, oh my God, it's
0: so cold. Yeah. Um, But it feels good to be back in. And I think that one of the best things about, even if it's just a cold shower, which I just say, like when I talk about ice baths to people, I'm like, well, you can just take a cold shower and like the immediate effects of just doing something, waking up and just doing something hard to start mm. your day can, is one of the most like rewarding, rewarding things. It's like, uh, you know, there's people that are crazy enough to go running like five, 20 Ks every morning. Um. Uh, I'm not – that's uh, kind of hard. I'm not into. But, uh, you know, pushing myself for a five-minute or, or however long ice bath is, it feels good and there's so many good benefits. But, like, it made me think of – I was listening um, – Jacob, you, uh, you've you been in the music – I hate to say business, the music world for quite some time. Um, you've, you know, you've got um, – I was – loving listening to your youtube uh station uh i belong to you it was kind yeah. of a song that like jumped out to me people that listen to my podcast know a nonprofit that i started i hate the term nonprofit because we're not for-loss but a social impact organization i started um is you know all about creating belonging um but i was looking through your youtube um you kind of posted a, a recent video um, which talked about this idea of living in the present. They're not being it today, a tomorrow, yesterday. Or yeah. no, they're only being now, right? And I get that feeling when I go into an ice bath, right? Like I actually started going there because I was had a lot of anxiety and even depression. So it wasn't just the fitness or health benefits physically but more mental um, challenges I was facing that – Pulled me out of the anxiety, pulled me out of the, the my head and took me into my very real present now physical body, which is a place that, um, you know, that gave me relief, right, mm. from the other stuff that was just messing with my, my head. Um, but I, I just loved this, this thought that you were really sharing about and- I can tell you bring that level of deep thinking um, philosophy into um, your music, into your art. And you. that's probably one of the things that really jumped out to me right away. You know, learning a bit about you as an artist, a fellow Gold Coast, mm-hmm. Gold Coast. It's fun to have someone actually here on site. Most of my interviews are uh, over the the virtual world. So mm-hmm. um, tell me a bit about that. Like, um one to, what got you into like I guess pursuing music and art um and all its wonderful now expressions uh mm. that it's becoming and you know how how that kind of whole you know bringing that deep thought and communicating that through that as well tell me a bit about that and what it means to you
1: Yeah well I would say that even from a real young age I've just always thought in an existential way and I don't mm. know why um you know my parents are beautiful supportive people who've really like fostered my creative career um but never did we really have like philosophical conversations you know nor did i find people at school especially when you're younger who want to have these types of discussions so i just think you know all of us have certain inherent things and that was one of mine i just really like to Decipher things and try and find out what the hell was happening in my mind and in the world. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can never really identify much of it. It's always speculation, but it's still fun to speculate. So I did that through just short stories and I really? would write like, f- you know, like fictional short stories before I even wrote songs. And that was honestly just about anything. Um, I've said this in previous podcasts, but I would go and Google images and try and find photographs or illustrations that just were somewhat inspiring and write stories about them just because it was like a, just a hobby of mine. And then, you know, as I grew a little bit older, uh, I was always singing. My dad's a musician primarily, okay. that's his job. So I was always brought up around that. And, uh, you know, I was always pretty inspired by what he was doing. He's an incredible bass player. I'm not, okay. uh, and he's a great guitarist better than me. <laughs> um, but I took on the form of loving, singing and using my voice instead so I can play guitar but I just never put as much effort into that as I did with storytelling and songwriting and singing yeah so you know as I ventured down that path I started to realize that both storytelling and singing equate to lyrics and so then that became my passion ever since and because of my natural inclination to just like seek you know, and like look deeper into things. I find that it's easy for me to put those thoughts and questions into the lyrics, and I find that people like that. So I'm just going to continue doing that.
0: Yeah, um, I love that. I, I, I can resonate with you being accused of like, "Hey Tim, you're just too intense. You're just like, why are you going to go there?" My wife is, uh, you know, you marry kind of opposites sometimes, and she, <laughs> yeah. she's this amazing ability to kind of. Um, you know, put up with my philosophical rants at times too um, and hold space for it. The the beautiful thing though is like, well, or the I guess the beautiful thing I find is that you can take something maybe that, you, know, you mentioned the word existential, very confronting, very um, things we don't often want to think about but are realities and you know, it could be, you know, our existence being potentially finite, you know, to, to pain and suffering in this world that doesn't make sense and yet being able to create art from it, which is, um, you know, which transcends the doubts and the questions and kind of hits somewhere, um, that, you know, um, yeah, that, that that rationale and logic just simply can't go mm-hmm. um, how how do you go about kind of when you when there's an uncomfortable truth that you're faced with <laughs> right, and you have to wrestle with that and maybe even you know the challenge of like putting lyrics to it putting putting something out there for people um, to kind of you know, listen to me vulnerable too. When you put music out there, it's like I'm putting something that I've poured a lot of thought into and I want, you know, uh, you want to want people to yep, enjoy it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny. One of the guys we met at the ice bath today, I was yeah. speaking about a pretty similar topic and I find that the anticipation is always worse than the actual, um, scenario, you know? Wow. So as we speak of, you know, these, these uncomfortable truths jumping into them is the scary part, but once you're in them, it's like, okay, like you're there. So you have to deal with it. Right. You know? And so I feel like you can do that with art or just regular life, just opting into the difficult thing. Like again, what we did this morning and existing within that I find is easier than thinking about it. If I was thinking about the ice bath all day, it would have been suffering all day instead of the four minutes we were in there. You know, so I feel like that's the same with anything. And I, in a lyrical sense, just try and, it sounds cliche, but let the emotions speak for themselves. If I bring my consciousness, like my my logical brain to a songwriting session, I never come up with anything. It's always cliche and, and it's forced. But if I just sit there and don't think about anything, all of a sudden, everything happens. So that's generally my process for everything. It's just like launch into it regardless and figure it out <laughs> once you're there.
0: I love, I love the, um, I guess, respect for um, maybe that intuition that we each, we each have, and how do we kind of get tap into that rather than let, overthinking things or over-processing things. I know, I know some people just by by nature are wired more logically and others seem to be able to access emotions better. Others are kind of more, you know, intuitive, right? Like gut, which is more like somatic, I guess, the body. Um, uh, but um, quite often i found... The most productive I've been is when I've stopped trying to do something, mm. put it down, go for a walk in nature, um, do something completely else. Like where my mind, like the the, the default, like unconscious, was like. I guess that's what we do when we sleep and we dream. You know, we have these amazing songs we write in our dreams. We wake up and I'm like, where'd it go? You know, mm. um, but it's that ability to kind of, yeah, like you're saying, kind of. Um, Access another another place that that um, when we try too hard, um.
1: and it's honestly so easy to access if you just sit in silence for a while. It doesn't need to be meditation, wow. you know. I think when you mention silence, it's generally paired with meditation, and of course, meditation is amazing. But even just allowing silence, like it's pretty instant that creative ideas come, like. I don't know, at least maybe it's different for, for obviously it's quite uncomfortable to sit in silence a lot of the time. And even I feel that, like I'll opt in for a podcast when I could just drive quietly and think instead, or when I'm walking, I'll have something in my ears. Uh, But when I make the conscious decision to actually be in silence, all these solutions come to problems and all the things you've been looking for externally in these podcasts where people are telling you these strategies, it's like generally you have the answer. You're just not looking for it like internally.
0: You know, um, it reminds me of um, what you just shared there. reminds me of uh, I, I, every time, and now again, I get an opportunity to speak at events. I was just speaking at a school, um, high school students the other day, and um, I'm done trying to tell people or give them advice or give them something that I want them to take home. I I've adopted for this new kind of way of thinking, which is I'm actually just here to remind you what you already know. Yeah. And I think so many of us, whether it's artists, think we've just got to write that new thing or that, that breakthrough thing. And yes, it's going to have our unique fingerprints all over it, you know, that that no one can sing the way you sing or play the way you sing, no matter really how hard we try. But but that ability to be like, I'm not trying to convince anyone of something. I'm just here to remind you. And for me, when I feel like I'm being reminded of something I know deep down to be true, no one likes to be told what to think. No one likes to be mm-hmm. told how to behave or and I think that's the beauty of art, right? Music, it gets to the that, you know, the truth in a way that someone just preaching at you just doesn't it won't get through. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know? I agree. Um, I
1: mean, a lot of advice these days is to a degree redundant because we have so much information already. Like you can type in your problem and you'll find a whole list of solutions, especially now you can just chat GPT it and it'll come up with all these different solutions that are probably effective, but it goes deeper than that. And like you said, exactly true, reminding them that they actually have the answers and presenting the courage for them to find those answers. Cause it's, it does take a little bit of courage to actually convince yourself that you have the knowledge within you. It's easier and much more convenient to type it in to YouTube and hear How all these. How tempting
0: is it now with generative AI? It's like, I don't have to th- write my own stuff anymore. I just put it in and it's, gives me something.
1: Yeah. And you see all these things and I get it. People are trying to make businesses but you see these reels and TikToks where they're saying if you have no ideas here's all the ways to get ideas and it's like all these strategies which again so it's, easy. Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with any avenue you take depending on your intention but your brain also comes up with ideas, you know? And if you just sit with it long enough, you'll come up with things that other people likely haven't thought of in the way that you have. Because I feel like a lot of original ideas are taken now. Like humanity's been around for a while.
0: What well, is you can original still, though? Like I yeah. mean, that's another thing too, right? What's what's, well, what's I think in it's a silo a, original?
1: It's a repurposing of something else in your own voice. really. Right,
0: because everything yeah. is information. It's, yeah, it's it's repurposing all this input.
1: And that's why I haven't actually read this book, but I keep getting told about it. i um, still like an artist. It's a, mm. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. That's like author. a great title. I can. Yeah, but it's true. Like there's so many times that I've written songs that are inspired by certain artists yeah. and they've become my own and no one would ever know that they're inspired by that person, but it never would have existed without them. So there's always inspiration from various sources that you can then turn into your own voice and your own originality. Um, but then again, I feel like some of the most beautiful things like we've said aren't even from those moments They're from when you've just allowed your brain to conjure something up from nothing from your own experiences yeah. and just see what happens.
0: Well, I think yeah I have this with conversations with people all the time I catch myself doing this all the time a topic comes up to talk about And i've read a podcast or listened to someone else say something and I say it pass it on like it's My idea and thought you know and don't quote them or just like like without even really maybe thinking about what i heard and analyzing and processing it owning it like and everyone i feel like these you know not everyone i shouldn't say everyone it's so tempting for us all right Mm -hmm. to just regurgitate information that's been put in without going back to what you said um being silent. I think being still is another thing. Yeah. And I think uh, solitude, like being alone. Mm -hmm. And in those, you know, to use a lovely, you know, SSS, silence, stillness and solitude, in that place is where I think the magic happens, right?
1: Yeah. But one thing I feel like people don't often mention is the irritation
0: that comes
1: from silence too. I'm not sure if Yes. You know, like whether it be again a meditative meditative, um scenario or whether you're again, just sitting in silence to just see what happens. It can be a really frustrating experience as all these things that you're often suppressing from all the other distractions, they just immediately come to the forefront and you're like, and all, all of the habits and, uh, you know, the impulse to go and turn on something or look at your phone and scroll for a while just to numb that experience. Like I get that all the time daily. Uh, but there's a sense of pride too when you overcome that and override that and let yourself solve those issues. Because again, like we've said already multiple times, you can solve them yourself. Uh, Not always, like there's there's always room for advice and knowledge and therapy and stuff like that. Like I think that's completely necessary. But I think we sometimes underestimate the, the importance of just letting ourselves figure it out. And it might take weeks. It might it doesn't always happen within the first few minutes or first hour of just embracing that that quiet um, but uh, it is really it's a beautiful thing when you can fix that puzzle in your head yourself instead of relying on someone else
0: uh, I think Kuda, I mean it, it's it's again kind of relates back to the the pools right uh, the cold bath just sitting in the uncomfortable comfortableness of that Uh You know, I was chatting with a mate, getting distracted. Uh, One of the things I do love to do when I sit in there is just sit in silence um, and be curious, right, rather than judging. Like irritation will come and it's okay to be like irritated. Like actually say, oh, of course I'm irritated. Why wouldn't I be? I never do this and I am, you know, it's so hard to do it. Name it, acknowledge it, and then yep. and then um and then just be okay with it, I guess, right? Like mm-hmm. be it is what it is, it'll pass. Um and and I think um you can't you can't let the hard yards that go into just time and and just pushing through and persevering, even when it's hard and frustrating. Um there'll be that tipping point weight when the penny drops and suddenly, and you can't, you, do you find in from a creative um, standpoint, like you can never really predict when it's going to happen, but you know, if you just put the time in, it will happen. 100%. Is that, is that kind of, is that kind of.
1: Yeah. There's a quote that I'll definitely butcher because I've, I've only heard it like once or twice, but it was something like inspiration never strikes yet it always strikes at 7 a.m every day because I sit down and actually go and do it. You know, it's like I used to think, yes. And most artists think, especially when they're not professionals, they assume they have to wait for motivation or inspiration, but you create that and you sit there until it comes. You know, it's like, if you're an author, you're going to sit and write your pages every day. Yes. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what comes, you might trash the whole thing that day, but at least you sat down to get somewhere. And what you find too, is that you get one one thing that's half decent and you can launch off of that and all of a sudden you've you've got something like this new song that i just kind of showed you earlier uh there were two iterations of that before i even landed on the first lyric that i thought were good but then i found something i like better and better and better and then now that exists and it wouldn't have existed if i was judging myself initially off of things that weren't as good
0: this episode is brought to you by the just travel company your socially responsible travel concierge. Just Travel is the best kept secret in culturally immersive and justice-oriented adventures. Allow Just Travel to take the hassle out of your next trip and experience wonder and unearth justice. Discover the just way to travel today. Simply head on over to just-travel.co to learn more and book your next adventure. Yeah, I think a lot of people finish too soon. They get something out first draft. They, you know, they get a little negative feedback whether it's uh, something you, you know, you've written or or that in the moment seemed great and then it's like, "Oh, I can't do this." It's like, "No, that's just you've got to like you've got to like pound at this thing. You've got to like keep going and going until you distill exactly really what it is you want to get to, but you can't get Thereby shortcuts, eh? Like, like, I don't think you can. At least, if you want to bring something that's genuinely you and authentic mm-hmm. from you, like, it's just gonna take hours and hours and hours of doing. And people will might look at, you know, your your YouTube channel, well, wow, you've got like two hundred and seventy something thousand whatever views for this and that, or um, subscriptions and stuff like that. And people can think, oh, you've got so you hack some algorithm to get there, and And the truth of the matter is, is it's consistency. It's day in, day out, right? Like you've been doing this for a while. You've been pounding the pavement for a good number of years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just consistency and authenticity, I think, is all people really want. Like you putting yourself out there to the truest capacity and you do that for 10 years. (laughs) And then all of a sudden people know who you are. So, yeah, it's funny because everyone keeps mentioning art as content, these days yes. and I did a little video about that recently where why can't we just call it art, you know? And obviously content is content, but a lot of the stuff that we do, especially now as artists with the management and the labels telling us go create content content, it's like all of a sudden it becomes so much less special than if you were to go ahead and spend some time on something you j- you actually believe is gonna help someone, whether it be a video or, or a caption or a song like, we think we need to put out two pieces of content a day. And where's the room to, to spend a month, a month on something? You know, It's like, it's difficult now. And I think that's why it's nice to have people in the industry or any industry letting creatives or anyone who's striving for anything meaningful know that it does take time and it probably will be frustrating sometimes. And you're not gonna come up with incredible mind-blowing things all the time. That's That's everyone. All the geniuses, it's the same for it's everyone.
0: everything. It's even a business, right? Like if you want to start a new business, you've got a new idea. That's a creative thing you're bringing into the world, you know, a new product, a new service, maybe a, a, a new bent on it, right? And, you know, new things take time. And, you know, sometimes people acknowledge this is really what they want or what they need. But um, it's that ability to kind of... Well, I'm gonna actually not just think uh like I'm I'm gonna trust that instinct. The guy who's been working on that product for ages is like, I can't wait for the penny for you to drop and you realise how freaking good this is and you will have wished you'd you'd got it ages ago. But it's like sometimes we you just need to like put it out there a hundred times until suddenly that last time it's like oh. Yeah. And then that like snowball happens, right? And it's and and I think if you're doing it – when I first started this podcast, a really, really good friend of mine who's done like phenomenal stuff in, around the world in justice work and um, he was you know, jumped on the podcast and he's like, well, if you're doing this for how many views you're going to get, you'll give up pretty quick. Yeah. If you're doing this for some kind of immediate reward or result, but if you're doing this because you love – having conversations with people and talk and love really what you want to you really want to add bring value into the world and you work hard to actually bring value and, and goodness into the world. You'll just keep doing, you'll keep going. You won't give up when it's hard. You won't give up when someone gives you some feedback or, you know, because you'll you'll actually be like, oh great, like you're gonna help me improve this thing. You know, and I think we can get um you know, our egos get too attached to what we do instead of realizing, "Hey, look, we just got some more work to do. Let's just keep get back, keep going back to the drawing board." And
1: hundred percent, yeah. And also re- recognizing that no one has any idea what they're doing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Especially, I'm going to always relate back to music because that's what I'm in. Yes, but I've had almost every Australian manager, not even exaggerating, say that it's my music isn't worth their time. And yet I'm one of the highest streamed artists in Australia. It's like, no one really has any idea. Like if you, until you create a new trend, what you're doing is worthless. But as soon as that becomes a trend, everyone's all of a sudden thinking you're a genius. So a lot of the time we look for external opinions and- and Do they know you? Like
0: as a person really well? I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. We can, it's coming to conclusions, I think way too soon. Mm. You know and I think when we get that negative feedback we start to believe that yeah about ourselves and the truth is like there is the only person that's gonna actually get through this is you and whether you actually believe them or believe deep down what you know to be true that Jacob Lee deserves to be out there bringing value into the world and it's like that song's out there. um
1: <clears throat> that back to the future quote where it's like, you might not like this, but your kids are going to love it. You know, it's like people don't yes. know what's incredible until it becomes normal.
0: Yeah. Yes. And like that is it. And see, so, I mean, you can be out there looking, Oh, I know this works. This is pragmatically makes money. So you just jump on that. Right. And what happens is, is like, like you said, and there's nothing wrong with being smart enough to know what works. Right. Um, I guess what I'm, predominantly preoccupied with in the area of of justice and of, of bringing, you know, equality and bringing, you know, ultimately for me that just looks like a, a world where everyone belongs, right, where everyone um, not only will what they do belong but knows and believes that they have a place and their value is, in, is intrinsic, right, to oh, I need you, you need me. Mm-hmm. And I think... To create that, we need to dream up of new systems and new ways of doing things, you know, and people will diss and jump on – I think let's just be honest here as a couple of Aussies. Aussies love – we're super sceptical. Yes, we have a high BS meter. We don't like anything that's overly sold that doesn't really have substance. But at the same time, I think that bleeds into incredible amounts of scepticism yeah. and pulling people down and not actually really listening and hearing someone because, you know, we just, you know, like, why would your idea be any good? Why would you make it as an artist? Like, why, wh- wh- who makes you, what makes you think you can? Mm-hmm. It's like, like clockwork. People
1: love the underdog, and then as soon as you actually break through, they're like ripping you back down. However, I've also seen if you remain successful for like a year through the hate, they like you again. <laughs> That's usually the Australian way.
0: Oh, I've got to love our culture. I have to say, I mean, it has its pros and its glaring cons. Yeah, um, as do all cultures. But you know, I mean, it's it's true though, right? Like we've just got to, um, um, we've got to be willing. Yeah, to push through the discomfort, get a little bit of setbacks. Um, but pursue what we know deep down is like not what you could do to make some money, but what you know, like what makes you alive. Like what is it that makes, brings, where can Jacob Lee bring the most value to this world mm-hmm. based on his passions, his love, what you know, and what you, you give. Obviously, you're doing that. Um I want to throw a little right turn here if you don't mind. Yeah, let's go. Um, can you give me a point in time in your life where you felt um, completely lost? like You just felt like, I have no idea where I am, that sick. It, it, it could be from when you were a kid. It could be last week. Uh, but where, where you felt that sick feeling in your stomach like, have I, have I gone too far? Have, am I in dangerous territory or, you know, um, I want to know what, if you can just share that with, yeah, with, with me and our, um, those listening. hundred um, percent. Yeah. It'd be awesome.
1: Um, it's funny because I feel like, again, due to just the, the nature of me being somewhat attuned to intuition, mm. um, I felt from the beginning that I really understood what I wanted, And I rode that for a very long time. And when I mentioned like quote unquote success, a whole bunch of people start to come in with their voices and I ignored them for a long time. And that proved to be really effective. But after a while, I started to feel like maybe I was saying no too much Mm. because I felt like I knew my trajectory. However, it's like all these people are coming up with me with all these different opinions. Yes, what I'm doing is working, but these people are far more established than I am you know they're part of these big labels or distribution companies and so I was like you know what finally I'm actually going to say yes and and see what all the hype is about because everyone in the industry says how great it is well, not everyone but various people and ever since saying yes to those people there's been an element of feeling lost because everything they've told me to do hasn't worked I found that intuition has been really the compass can you and give the an example
0: <clears throat> of something that maybe they told you to do and it's like um, yeah, it didn't work for you. I mean
1: yeah. one thing, uh, wait to release songs. you know uh, I used to release a song every month. so instead they say you should have like you know a four month window of promotion. It's like it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, also you know various things to change the sonics of the sound to what's more more familiar, I guess, even just to them so then my productions would change a little bit, uh, change my deep, meaningful storytelling lyrics to one-liners, you know, one-liner lyric choruses that are so easy to understand. They're super hooky. They'll get played on radio. All of that stuff, in theory, makes sense because it's worked for some people. But when you're a very specific artist, which I am, and I know exactly what I want to push and put out, that's slowed me down dramatically. So, honestly, I've found through the last three years in identifying more and more of, I guess the intentions of these people, how they actually really, and this isn't just me, this is everyone, they couldn't care less about you as an artist, they never do, it's always business and they're doing what they've seen work in the past for other people in different genres. So I'm at a place now where I'm feeling less lost because I've been through that phase and I'm really just coming back to my roots of doing whatever the fuck I want because I know it works way more and for a solid year, four years ago, I was the highest streamed and highest viewed independent artist in Australia. And all these, that's when everyone started reaching out. Like you're doing so well, we love what you're doing, but right. change all of this. <laughs> and you're like, how does that make any sense? You know, if you liked what I was doing, you'd, you'd encourage me to stay the same. But you need to go through those things to move beyond the wall of being naive. And even though what I was doing was working, I was still somewhat naive to the industry because I'd always shied away from it. I never had any management. I still haven't really ever had a manager. Um, And I don't know, like at the end of the day, everyone's path is different. And sometimes it's good to have management and a label and people pushing you because maybe you need that. But I know for me, I don't. I'm more than capable to do it myself. And I have done it myself at a very high capacity. So- throughout the three years of feeling lost, I've kind of come back to understanding exactly who I am, what songs I wanna sing, what lyrics I wanna write and the stories and everything. And I can already tell, even though I haven't released new stuff in a little bit, that the people who found me initially are gonna be thrilled because it's exactly what they became accustomed to back then. And these days you find that everyone's looking to beat the algorithm when it really just feels like to me that's the opposite of what you should be yeah. doing, you know? What does success
0: look like then, now?
1: It looks like sustaining my family in a, in a you know, very comfortable manner, but doing it in a way that's so unique that no one could ever replicate what I do because I know that when I actually do what I want to do no one can re- replicate my stuff but that's not just me that's anyone when sure, they actually tap into the their auth- that yeah. that's
0: the definition
1: of authenticity no one can be
0: you who can who can yeah. be a better you than you right yeah and i know it's like
1: you you see that on like instagram quotes like it's it's cliche but some of these clichés are super true and that's the reason they've stuck around for so long so if i can if i can create things not just music but Various pieces of art and businesses and whatnot that encourage people to just be more authentic and move toward a trajectory that's better for themselves and their surrounding community, then that's successful to me. Obviously, you need some financial elements to that as well. Um, sure. So, creating a business around those things is what I would say, at least for now, is 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 my definition of success because you got got a family got to
0: put food on the table as well. You got kids as well. And it's, it's almost like saying what I bring is valuable. It brings meaning and value and joy and it has a place that, um, you know, what, what would life be like without great art, without music Mm. that, you know, and if that's, if that's what you love bringing to this world, um the way you want to bring it then yes it yeah. w- it deserves the value um 100% you know and it
1: is difficult now with uh, like i don't want to sound like a boomer but with younger people growing up now with everything that's already here i've said this before that i feel like finding your authenticity is going to be harder and harder because the distractions are just so much more prevalent like it's, you're you're brought up into a world that has all of this stuff and it's becoming more uh, enticing to use because they know what humans generally want for their dopamine. So when I, I think I was one of the last generations that didn't have any of it. Like I had the shitty Nokia phone with the Game Boy Color, like, or <laughs> yeah. even before that with the dial-up internet kind of thing. And I've kind of seen, as we all have, like the rise of what's happening and how quickly it's moving. And- unless you actually seek it out yourself, like you're not finding that time to just be alone, to like figure out exactly what you, you as a person want to put out to the world. Instead, you just, you know, choose the easier option and log on. And yeah. Go ahead. Copy online. and paste, right? It's just full carbon copy mode. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe podcasts like this help people to at least think about this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I th- um, You know, I think, I think I think we can only get there when we when we do just go out there and and get lost. As it, you know, like like uh, I was kind of telling you, one of the the ideas I have even for this podcast is to kind of rebrand it a little bit, um, and and that idea of of just wanting to um, not have an agenda, have a you know most people when we go somewhere or travel or go there. We're looking at through our phone all the time, right? And we're not just lost in the world like following it like Bloody Alice in Wonderland, you know and, and you can you can tell that there's a beautiful world out there for us to enjoy. I mean the fact that we're sitting on this blue dot, who knows for how long? you know spinning in this vast universe, like just stop and think at the miracle that is that is right now. And why wouldn't we've got one crack? There's no dress rehearsal, Jacob. There's no, you know, at least that I know of, another crack at this life, at least in the in this skin and bones. So why wouldn't I just explore and and experiment um, without being told what to think and do? You know the the idea that um, I think this is just. Again, a simple truth. I was, I was with the primary school of this n- college um, on the Friday talking to these kids about um, belonging, right? And, and the, the false sense of belonging that I think we settle for, the carbon copy, is this I've got to fit in belonging, right? And if we just fit in, if we act like the cool kids, dress like the cool kids... If we uh, comply, conform, you know, we get approved, we feel safe, right? Um, But like, what happened to just like having a blank canvas? And you just bringing and doing what you do and being accepted just as you are. That's one of the beautiful things, you know, for me, I'll always bring it down to like some of the people in this world that suffer the most for no fault of their own. Uh, those that have been displaced from war, persecution, natural disasters, tragedy strikes. And and we've seen it here in Lismore, just across the border, you see where it can happen in your own family where you might might get a diagnosis of cancer, and everything you have and held so dearly is suddenly, seemingly, getting taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Yet in in those moments, the people that tra- traverse through those experiences, um, they have they have the most. Like you saying, you went through that lost, I tried this, I tried that, lost who I was. But on the fl- on the back side of that, it's those people that bring so much joy, so much value, so much rich- richness to our world. And I think, um, you know, just even hearing your journey and pursuit of that in an industry that is so tempted to, um, yeah, to kind of shoot for, for quick stardom and fame, um, that's that caves into what everyone wants to hear rather than what you uniquely have to bring. It's one a breath of fresh air, but I think it's an inspiration for people listening today. Like, like this is it. Like, yeah. what are you waiting for? Mm.
1: And why do you want to, why do you want to live as someone else? Even if it does make you money for the short term, like how happy are you going to be? I think there's something really beautiful in, like looking up the definition of an artist and being that like an actual definition of what an artist is or whatever it is you want to be. You wanna Look be. up the definition of what that actually is beyond everything else that people have piled on with all these layers. And all of a sudden you find a really fulfilling path. And yes, it's going to be harder because everyone's going to be like, I don't get it. But as soon as you prove the model, everyone starts to copy you, which is kind of cool.
0: A mentor of mine, uh, he, he says this to me all the time and he'll I've heard him say it to so many other people. So stop asking for permission. Mm. You know, I think we look around all the time, um, seeking validation, seeking permission from people. You don't need permission to go and do it, you know, and, and I think um, we live in cages we've built or assumed based on mere words, assumptions, other people's ideas and thoughts. And and isn't that the beauty, right? That we get to create the world we get to live in. And I don't know about you, Jacob. Like, um, I want to create. I want to. I want to work on solving the hard stuff. You know, I don't want to settle for an easy, uh, some e- something easy. Uh, I want. I want to. You know, when someone says, "Well, it's too hard to make business," um, you know good for the planet or really work hard to like make it create something, whether it's you know, a business or, or an, in, an industry, right, that um, or a profession, right, that is not only good for you, that is good for others, that is good for the planet, that's profitable, like that's win, 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 win. To me, that's the challenge, right? That's, that's for me the goal. That's where X marks the spot. Like you tell me we can't do this really like we can't do this Mm. no we can just dumbass, lazy yeah and we're not willing and what happens is is we we settle for well you just got to play the political game or you just have to play this you know and i'm and i'm like no we just we just listen to stupid people yeah leaders have a voice out there but who gave them that where did they get that from like you said before right so I'm on a bit of a rant here. You said before about like people, no one really knows what they're doing. No. And half the leaders, they're BSing all the time, mate.
1: I don't think anyone, like anyone, everyone's trying to figure it out consistently. And they might find what works for them and go and make a course about it. And then, you know, some people are going to resonate, some people aren't. Um, but yeah, everyone is constantly, every single day, trying to figure out strategies that make them more fulfilled, more successful, more happy, you know, the people around them happy as well and try to maintain that balance, which doesn't really exist. The balance is really difficult. So I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where you, the opinion of yourself should be the, the height of, of the opinions that you listen to. Not to say that you shouldn't take on constructive criticism either. Like there's always two sides to it for sure. And of course there's strategies and things other people have done. Success leaves clues. That's what they say. Yes. And it's true. But- if you're eradicating your own voice because of what everyone else has said works, then all of a sudden, even if it does work, you're not really doing what you originally were set out to do. And I think that's a massive loss.
0: Can I share a little hack? Share a hack. Um, you know, I'll gun- run down little rabbit holes, but um, I've started to make a habit in the mornings of like the first voice. I don't know about you. I wake up most mornings with the feeling in my stomach, like I feel like I'm behind the eight ball and I haven't even started. I think maybe having four kids and there's all this stuff you got to get out the door and do all stuff. You always feel like you're chasing your tail, right? Or um, I realised when you said about, you know, like your own voice and like actually believing it, but like I think um, – truly um, listening to the truth in your own voice, right, is can be really hard because we'll have other people's voices, you know, like um, our parents maybe, you know, expectations or the expectations of people around us work that I get disguised as our voice. Um, and I, used, I, I started this um, practice... Um, And don't copy this practice. Find what works for you. Like this isn't like this is like just my – what I found helps me. Um, I have to start my day. I do 82 (laughs) push-ups or 82 sit-ups, okay? Okay. Um, And the reason is I was born in 1982, right? So I'm a 40-something-year-old, midlife crisis is probably why I'm doing it. Um, It reminds me – that was a great year that I came to this world, right, Um, and then I'm really stuffed, puffed after it, doing 82 straight, and and that sounds like a big effort, but when you've done it consistently for a couple of years, then suddenly it's not that bad, but I'm puffed enough now, I'm exhausted, I'm on the floor, like I'm like kneel, kneel, knees to the ground, hands out, like stretching in child's pose, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you Tim mm. there's nothing you have to do today to prove to anybody and I just tell myself this stuff right I don't believe it because in my gut I'm like I've got all this stuff I need to do yeah I've got these people that I've I know this work I've got to get to today um, and I'm living ahead of myself but I'm like no, I have to, to remind myself that I I love you, Tim. Like lot, not like I you gotta love yourself, self self I'm not trying to get even into like BSing myself and and usually in that space where the adrenaline's going and all that stuff, I can actually hear it and and listen to it. If it's really hard one day and which is most days, I go to this place where I see myself as this little kid in my back in my backyard we lived on the edge of a gully and I used to just explore every afternoon in this gully running around. And I look at this little eight-year-old, seven-year-old little kid and I'm like, oh, I loved you, Tim. Mm. Like You're such a cool kid. And that kid's still in me, right? Yeah. And when I get out of that bathroom and I look at my family and my kids, my cup's full, mate. Mm. It's actually overflowing. You know, and I'm not out there trying to meet, get my cup full from affection from other people around me or to try and please people. I'm just, I'm out there free enough to just go for whatever I have to do and there's going to be hard things I'll have to do. Um, whatever you have to do to get to that place, and usually I find it really helps It's at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to, to realise you do one thing today you're in you're in profit you're yeah. in bonus there's not this you're in debt when you wake up mm-hmm. you've got to somehow get to a certain point and earn your happiness and earn your place and earn your worth no it's there right there before you even do anything claim it and then everything else is just absolutely banking mm-hmm.
1: isn't it funny too like you know there's all these personal goals you have and when you tick those off the list even the push-ups you start to feel like you're in in that kind of profit area. But it's also important, I think, to shift your perspective on how amazing it is that you've gotten your kids ready for school and they're at school.
0: Exactly.
1: That's a massive win as well. And I think a lot of the time when it's not tied to our own goals, all of a sudden it's redundant and irrelevant when actually you've done something incredible by allowing them to get an education and go see their friends and you pack their lunch and all this kind of stuff that we just think is just oh you have to do it anyway but it's important really important for them because they can't do it you know and the other thing i was thinking when Beautiful. you were talking is thanks how, that's so true how interesting is it that you feel like you love yourself more after doing something difficult you know like usually when you do something that's genuinely hard like 82 push-ups is Fucking hard, um, or anything that's really like you've got to push through, and your yes. mind is going, "Man, I, I want to stop at forty. I want to stop at thirty, whatever." But you actually continue on. It's like you've proven yet again that you can do something that your mind was saying you couldn't in the moment, and therefore all the the possibilities of the day are a lot more attainable because you did something that seemed impossible just a second ago, Mm. you know, whether, again, whether it be the push-ups or anything else. So a lot of the time when you choose the easy route, you feel guilty. But if you continually do these difficult things, all of a sudden you're ridiculously proud and you walk through
0: life standing tall. It's, um, it's kind of a life hack. It is. And it's, and it's like you, you, you pay now play later, right? Which is when you can enjoy the pleasure and the joy and, and the like fruits you of your it, yeah. labor, right? Yeah, or you can get the credit card, right? <laughs> Play now, and then you have to like backtrack it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like no, enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's that's work is good. Work is a gift. Um, and I think I love, um, I love the fact that you're pursuing music and art as, um not just a, a hobby, but as your life's work, you yeah. know. And, um, man, I'd love to talk a bit about um, where, where people can kind of track your journey. What are some of the things you're kind of into? What are some of the spaces you're pushing into at the moment with it? Because I, I know we probably have gone way, um, you know, way over time in terms of, um, you know, um, not way over time. We've just got lost in some pretty awesome discussions. It's good. But, I like this type of combo. But um, but uh, you're also kind of quite big into the Web three, Metaverse, all of that stuff. How does that all relate? Um, you know, to to kind of the future and the world you're wanting to create, the places that you want to see music go into. Um, and I think, yeah. Um. I
1: think it's inevitable that a lot of people are spending time digitally mm. and that's becoming more and more prevalent. Um, I think as always, there needs to be a balance in that um, and people teaching, you know, especially the younger kids that, hey, like you can't always be online. Mm. But for those who are growing up in that world and a lot of their time is spent on their phone or computer or whatever, I like the idea that there's brand new technologies to allow for community building I love that. Yeah, in a way, that's you know we have our communities in real life, but also who are you spending time with online, and how are you facilitating that? So there's something we've created a few months ago, a few months ago called the Luminary Club because mm-hmm. we like the word luminary and what it stands for, like actually bringing an element of light to the world. Yeah, and finding people who want to be a part of that to learn different things to meet people all over the planet to have regular conversations with them we've introduced something called season goals so every single month like we have seasons in this community that go for three months at a time it's a quarter each time and every single month we get everyone in the community to set just one goal can be big or small whatever for themselves and obviously they have others but there's one in this particular challenge for them and the entire community and us as the team just keep them accountable to it And it's really quite simple. The person who sticks to it the best, not the person who wins or succeeds, but just the consistent person, there's incentives at the end and they might win something. You know, it could be like a little reward, could be some monetary kind of thing. Just an an additional incentive that we can provide because people pay to be a part of this. Um, Correct. And because half of it takes place in web three. We're creating various NFTs and access tokens and certain collections, which we call like identity collections, which you can actually purchase uh, an avatar. um, And you can, it shows that you're associated with a group of people who are looking to better themselves. It doesn't take over you as a person. It's just when they see that particular artwork, they go, oh, that's a part of this collection. That's what this collection stands for. You know, and we can see what they're what they're about. So, I think it's cool that the technology allows for different things like that, where you couldn't have really done that in the past. You could join a Patreon and you know join a Discord or something like that, but now there's ways to truly associate in a manner that's. Is, of it,
0: its, is yeah. it so? It's its own app, like it doesn't use like a Discord or another kind of. Um, platform to run it, or is it has its own kind of like um, how does yeah, how is the community interacting? Is it like again, I'm dumb when it comes no, no, to the tech? I understand the broader concepts, but because I'm not really playing in it myself, uh, I don't quite. Yeah.
1: Of course. No, it's it's still very new. And because yes. it's new, we're using just regular technology half the time and then blockchain half the time. Yes. So Web3 is very much based on the blockchain and that's yep. what the NFTs are. So when you purchase them, you can you the, the fact that you have it in your digital wallet means you own it and no one else has it. Non-fungible tokens yeah, that yes. kind of thing. All that. So you, like when you say you're a part of the community, that can be verified. Like you can actually go and see that they own that thing. Therefore yeah. they're a part of it. They've paid to be involved. And the luminary club side is just a regular membership for people who don't give a shit about this kind of stuff. And they mm-hmm. just want to be a part of it. So we have like a web two side and a web three side. Um, but we still use discord. We still use Twitter or yeah. X. It's called X now. You yes. They that's changed right. It. Yes. Um, X. So we're using that because that's still the easiest way to communicate. And we found that Discord's quite nice for people to build relationships in there. Um, but to actually prove that you're a part of it on the Web3 side, you can actually go into, um, it's called Etherscan, and you can go and check to see whether they've actually made that transaction. Not that anyone would, because why would you care? But you can if you want. Like, it's it's all on yeah, a public if, ledger, yeah.
0: If they're somehow, like, using some association with it to benefit themselves, but they're really not, you want to make yeah. sure, hey, look, hey, this is not legit, or whatever.
1: And Twitter even integrated a thing where you can put an NFT as your profile pic and yes. it'll change the the uh, shape. So then you can see it's the authentic one.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's funny because, you know, as much as we don't want to be t- uh, live in the digital world or be tied to the, um, whatever, the algorithms of the digital world, it's where people are. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I want to be where people are, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to bring value to where people are. Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. But, you know, um, if that's where people are, then then I'll, I'll go there. You know, I'll go to a school. I'll go to, a, you know, another country, I'll, wherever it is that um, people congregate and, and, and uh, are, and I love the fact that community and belonging and creating a sense of, of um, yeah, accountability. I, I hate even the word accountability, the word I, I just want to keep you close. Like I want – you know, I'm not here to check on you and look over your shoulder. I'm here to just like put my arm around you and yeah. be like, how can how can we cheer you on? How can we champion you? And how can we collectively, you know, um do something great together. So mm-hmm. it's what a beautiful way to be doing that through art. Do you have is it kind of specifically for artists, really? Is it um
1: There is an element to it. We have these different kind of sections, like yeah. there's like this sections more tailored toward art sections, more tailored toward music, obviously. Um, For those who are really interested in the web three stuff, we have people who are very like technological so they can speak to them in their own certain area. Um, And the primary aspect of it is mindfulness for us. So we have um, uh, our mindfulness uh, director called Tara. Uh, She pretty much runs a lot of meditations and, and gratitude practices for those who've joined. And sometimes we do them over Zoom. Sometimes they'll be pre-recorded, and we can just put them up on YouTube. Uh, We've done a bunch of podcasts yet to be released that are all about mindfulness. So they're going to be coming out at some point. And, you know, it's a rather broad community where, you know, as I said, if you love tech, you can jump in if you love mindfulness, music, art, but we've segregated them in a way that you can only, you, you can focus on what, you're interested in. You're not bombarded by all the other stuff that you don't care about, unless you want to be. You can choose to opt in to what you like.
0: Yeah. So it's great. Right. Yeah. You can put your filters up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's put it that way. Otherwise you just get
0: notified all day with all this stuff you don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. We all, we all need more stuff, but man, I I love that. I love that. What you're venturing into. I think anyone who got this far in the conversation and heard what amazing stuff you're doing and there would want to be a part of that kind of authentic community and how beautiful, like you don't have to live in the same street suburb. Mm. You can connect with people uh, all around the world in it. Um, sounds amazing. Um, I'm sure, you know, you'll probably see my name pop up at some point. Cool. Um, would love uh, to have you a part of it. Absolutely. I mean, even if it's to learn, I, I mean, I'm already, my, my mind has been wanting to create um, a community, a digital community, try whatever you want to call it, tribe, whatever. Like without being a tribe, but a, a place where um people, well, volunteers, can serve and engage, and um, you know, I think using the technology um that's available to us, um, and using the thinking behind what makes us wanna um contribute and give back and obviously show what we have is what you're doing. So I've got lots to learn. I'll be picking your brain after this podcast at a, a coffee or lunch date or something, man, just to, to figure out how do you do, how do you build community? Well, well in the, in the online world, there's so many young kids that are gaming, that are doing all these, you know, things that, um, that that's where they live. And you ask them, why do they do it? It's not just for playing the game. It's like they have a community of friends that they hang out with and talk with and, and um, it brings meaning and purpose to people's life, you know. So, kudos for venturing in that space. Um, what's it called? How can people find out about that? How can people find out about your music, I reckon, after listening and hearing you, pe- you know, people are going to want to know where to go. So, mm-hmm. can you give us the download of that?
1: Yeah. I would say the, the one primarily, if you're looking at the community, would be the Luminary Club. Yeah. Um, that's, as I said, just a regular membership and mm-hmm. we've already got a pretty significant group of people in there it's a really positive space and
0: i'll have links to yeah that. there's you just can a link cl- you can click and you can the- jump
1: on in and read all about what people have said and yeah. what we do um if you like the web 3 stuff we're actually in the midst over the next few months of releasing some more of them so uh i guess you know just jump on my socials i guess you know if you yeah. jump on uh, jacobly music on instagram you'll find me and i post about it there uh or on on twitter you'll find me there as well. But, um, I mean my primary social, which I'm going to be posting on again soon because I haven't released as much lately is my YouTube because that's where my actual art goes. Of course, Spotify, but I like the music videos and stuff like that. So if you just type in Jacob Lee, you'll find it.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Um, man, so great. I mean, we went on a we went. I felt like on a bit of a uh, a yeah. wild wander through the world of Jacob Lee and Timothy Buxton, and it's been fun getting to know you. It's fun getting cold in the mm-hmm. ice baths with you. Um, yeah, mate. I appreciate you just being real and vulnerable, and 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 jump on it in. Um, any last words to say it to anybody out there? Or uh, well, first, thanks for having me on.
1: Really yeah. appreciate it. This has been really fun. Um, I really like these types of conversations where it's just open and wherever it goes, it goes. Um, That's what I try to facilitate with, with the pod that we do as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what we start somewhere and wherever it goes, we're happy with. So yeah, honestly, I mean, if I was to say anything without being a cliche, I would just reiterate what we already said, like, Mm. please, for God's sake, just try and keep some of your authenticity in the world. That's telling you not to where everyone else is apparently more knowledgeable than you. They aren't most of the time. Yeah. you you know what's best for you. I feel like a quote or like a thought that came to my head when you were talking earlier was intuition is the great qualifier. You know, like what people tell you might be accurate. What you tell yourself might be accurate. Both could not be true as well. Funneling it through the intuition, you'll eventually come to know, I think. So just make sure that you're actually listening to yourself. That's what I'd say.
0: That is so true. And if what you're listening to is not saying you are amazing and you belong, and that you're a gift and a miracle, then uh, it's probably not the truth. Well, it definitely is not the truth. So uh, definitely keep searching until you find that, which you know is already inside of you. Thanks, Jacob. Um, Great words of encouragement for people. And um, yeah, really appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thanks for making it to the end of another episode of Justice Matters with Tim Buxton. It is an immense privilege to share these conversations and inspiring people with you. To learn more about how you can get involved or learn more about today's guest, head on over to the show notes or episode description. This podcast was produced by the master himself, Jose Biote, with just a little bit of help from me. The featured music is the song Turning Over Tables by The Brilliance. Lastly, to my Patreon community out there, Thank you so much for your support and generosity. Without you, this podcast would not be possible. If you'd like to become a patron and get exclusive access to behind the scenes content, visit patreon.com forward slash justice matters and start your give what you can monthly contribution today and join me and so many others in creating a world where everyone belongs. Until next time. Thank you for subscribing and sharing this podcast with your friends. Justice Matters with Tim Buxton acknowledges and pays respect to the past, present and future traditional custodians and elders of this nation, now known as Australia, and the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.